just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you, Matthew? Pretty, yeah, pretty good. What yeah. episode number is this? Oh, 102. 102. Do you think, you would think that after 102, I would get sick of mouthing the intro with you, but it's still so fun. Do you do that every week? I never notice until you bring it up. You never look at me. That's why. You don't ever, you don't look directly into the sun, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. That's fair. You you burn too bright. Oh, yeah, I'm a shooting star. You're my sunshine. Stop it! I can't handle this, <laughs> guys. Uh... But it, it's great to be here. I must say. Yeah. Just wearing a beautiful jumper there. Thank you, Dave. Matt. Also, oh, I can't he wait to hear what he it. says about me. <laughs> this is going to be the best. He's throwing out compliments. What's he going to say? Here we go. Just waiting patiently now for a real uplifting comment. Here, here we go. You look like a hot dad. Gone. Thanks. So many different ways. And he went what does a hot dad, dad look like? I went for honesty. Oh, thanks, mate. It's my policy. It's real nice. That's and beautiful. my appearance is spot yeah. on. Thank you. You look like an, a hot son. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh, is that why? Is it because she was a son? That's why you call me a dad? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> No reason here, mate. Dave's improv skill. Dave doesn't believe in the yes and theory. Shut up, hot mum. <laughs> I'll take that. I've definitely, I've, I mean, I've made jokes in my stand-up about looking like a, a mum, but I've never mentioned hot. So thank you for that. Thanks Imagine if you, you did that. Hey, guys, I look like a hot mum. <laughs> and then hold for applause. Yeah. Mm. Hold for applause. Standing ovation. Thank you. Um, I just realised as I'm sitting here that uh, it is my report this week and I forgot to write a question again. Oh, Jess. Yeah. You don't need to write questions. That's 102 weeks in a row. <laughs> well, I mean, two out of three you I weren't know, meant to, but... Yeah. But I should anyway. It'd be great if you wrote a question on the weeks you weren't supposed to. <laughs> just to see if I got it right. God, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? It would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. Can I give you a moment of pause? Uh-huh. Uh, I'll, I'll ask Dave something, right? And in that time, you can think oh, of a question. okay. Hey, Dave. Yes, Dad. I mean, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, son. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been hoping to get to chat to you soon, son. And um, mm-hmm. look, it's nothing, it's nothing bad, but I just thought we needed to clear the air. Is there anything you wanted to bring up with me, son? Not that I can think of, Dad. Dave. Son. David. <laughs> yes. David's son. Dad. Father. Please. Admit to what you did, please. Oh, I can hear him swallowing. <laughs> 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 
I ate some ice cream out of the, the container. That's a different thing to what I was thinking. Oh, no. Now you're grounded for two weeks. <laughs> and scene. Wow. Can you feel that? Yeah. I, that was heart-wrenching. Yeah. Heart-wrenching. <laughs> it was a combination of gut-wrenching and heart-warming. Jess, have you ever heard of NIDA, the National Institute of Dramatic Arts? Have I heard of it? I bloody founded NIDA. Yeah. What? Yeah, I founded NIDA. Did you know that? Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I'm a big lover of the arts. Dramatic arts. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. I I saw a friend over the weekend. It was the grand final weekend. I saw a friend who's just started a new job as a courier, so he's got a lot of time in the car. A courier. A courier. And he's like, I was listening to your podcast. It's really great. I said, oh, thanks very much, Pat. Lovely. That's lovely. And he goes, one one quick thing. I was like, oh, no. Here we go. No, no. No. Just, can we just leave it there and start the show because that'd be real good. One quick thing is that he said, sometimes it takes a long time to get to the topic and I said that is feedback we have received and uh, rejected every time sir (laughs) we are conscious of it but well (laughs) you know if it ain't broke don't fix it it's broke Um, that was was what I wanted to share that story funnily enough um, delayed getting delayed us getting to the topic yeah but I reckon if your friend heard himself being mentioned he'd be like hey I don't care that's cool you mentioned me exactly interesting so now we'll have anyone who complains we will mention just I to keep them interested. Don't want to do that at don't all. Don't do that. Edit that bit out, please, Jeff. The complaints are, they hurt. Has that been enough time to give you... Uh, yes. to our anth- Ooh. You understood what I was saying. Yeah, I got you. It was enough time to write a question. Yeah. And I, didn't, I still didn't write it down, even though I've got a laptop in front of me, but I, I wrote it in my head. Great. I mentally wrote it down on a pen uh, with a pen on a piece of paper. That's okay. perfect. Um, okay, so here's my question to you, gentlemen. Which dirty old man died last week? (laughs) Halfway through, I'm like, you're doing a report on me? (laughs) Um, But no, I'm still alive. Dirty old man died last week. I know this one. Do you know this one? I also know this one, but I'm going to give it to Matt because uh, I feel like he takes more pride in getting him right. He does. He gets very competitive, doesn't he? Well, more pride just because I'm the best at it. Oh, I mean, right. sure, if you if you think that's being prideful, knowing that you're the best at something, sure. I guess I'm a prideful guy. You're the best proud. at Proud. I'm a proud man. You're the best at being that. humble too, aren't you? I am. I'm the, I'm the best. You're the most humble on the pod. I am the most humble. Mm-hmm. Humble. I, uh, Matt, I th- if you don't answer, I'm going to take the glory here. I think it's um I think it's bloody uh Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, he died just last week. Yeah. What a well, dirty old man. Probably feels like last week to you, eh, Matt? Because of the <laughs> yeah, time bloody flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it just if yeah. it wasn't him, the other guy died, uh huge huge Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Hugh Hefner is correct. You're not meant to pronounce the G, are you? Hug Hefner. Hug Hefner. So this was suggested by uh, Matt Young. Quite is this coincidence? Well, uh, it was it, it was in the hat, and then it also felt quite timely or bad taste. I can't really tell. Which have, it, which we have had is. a couple of people tweeting it to us. I've actually noticed. Yeah, in, nice. in the last week, saying let's let's talk about Hugh. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I missed anybody. Then I just had what was already in the hat, which was Matt Young and Tabitha Horn. Probably a few others that have. Hey, they got they got week. they're not bandwagon jumpers. They're Hugh Hefner fans from from before last week, the beginning. The beginning, and it felt timely, but also probably I don't know. Is it bad taste? No, nah, because I think he was he was a bad guy. So I, don't, I think you can. There's no sort of time limit yeah, on that. He was not a good. dude. You can dance straight on his grave. Sweet. I think. Cause... Is that what you're gonna do? You're gonna do a dance piece? Oh yeah. No arms, ideally. <laughs> Please not river dance, Dave. If I die, you can river dance on my grave. <laughs> 
Permission granted. That's not even true. wouldn't he even just be offended. Said that on the record, would not be offended. I'd welcome it. You know how people sort of kiss Oscar Wilde's um, tomb and things. Yeah. Dance river river dance only. I'm not talking about a cha cha or a ballroom. Nuh-uh. Get the fuck off. Yeah. You got the full river dance. Michael Flatley, invite him to perform at my uh, funeral, please. I am going to do this, but I'm also then going to play this exact clip over so that your family aren't like, "What the fuck is she doing?" I'll play this so there's context, and I'll river dance Thank to you. it. Also hoping to outlive Michael Flatley, just quietly. Yeah, I thought I thought that was bold. But From okay. memory, though, Dave's not going to have a grave. He's going to be shooting up with the stars. So you're going to have to dance on a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, I'll be shot into space. I could dance on a rocket ship. A la Jean Roddenberry. So I broke this up into um, into like two parts. So basically Hugh Hefner and then also Playboy a little bit later as well. Right. Because it was kind of hard to do as one overall timeline because lots there's a lot there's a lot happening. There's oh, so we're gonna happening. have some sweet flashbacks. We're gonna have some flashbacks. Wow. I'm gonna start with the man, the legend. <laughs> Probably not. Well, um, Legends not always a positive thing, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, good call. He's infamous. I feel like I'm undecided on him, so maybe you can convince me that he's a bad guy. Okay, great. Well, that'll be fun. Um, he has a really great middle name. I mean, Hefner's already a pretty good name, but his name is Hugh Marston Hefner. Marston. Marston. I like it. Me too. All right, that's already one in the good <laughs> column. H.M. Hef. That's uh, Her Majesty's Hefner. Yes. Magic Hefner. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> Her magic Hefner is the name of a sex toy that uh, the Playboy Enterprises uh, I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never heard of that. Never heard of that. So that's weird. That's a new thing I'm learning right now. Your eyes are darting around a lot for someone who's never heard of... Just, I'm just... Yeah, I'm dart, my eyes dart when I've never heard of something. Have you seen... Are you sweating? No. Your palms I've never are sweated. I No, I, ne- I don't sweat. You don't sweat? No. <laughs> Dave, does he look sick to you? Yeah, it's because he pants like a dog. <laughs> Especially when he's learning a new fact. His eyes dart, he starts panting. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, I forgot. You know that, he wags his tail. We say, good boy, lie down. <laughs> I have. We ever told the listeners I'm, a, I'm an Alsatian? Alsatian? Interesting. I would have gone Labrador. Labrador, that's what I meant. Are they different? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I want to segue into what kind of dog are we, but we don't have time. There's so much to get through. What kind of dog is Hugh? Oh, a dirty dog. Correct. All right, let's go. (laughs) Is that what you want? Let's go. Excellent. He was born during the Prohibition era in Chicago, Illinois, on April 9th, 1926. He was the first child of Grace Caroline, who worked as a teacher, and Glenn Lucius Hefner, who was... An accountant. Oh. With a great name. He could balance my books any day. What was it? Glenn Lucius. Lucius. Yeah, but Glenn. Glenn Lucius. Glenn Hefner, the accountant. Lucius Hefner. I would have definitely gone with the middle name. Yeah, drop the first name. Yeah, big time. But then would you then shorten Lucius? Lush. (laughs) Lush. Hello there, I'm Lush, your accountant. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's Loosh. Oh, you can call me Loosh. I hate it. Hello, I'm Loosh. I'm here to negative gear your property. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's still boring. What a Loosh unit. <laughs> <laughs> loosh by name. Loosh by nature. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's Sean Connery. Yeah. That's, who he, that's his real dad. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Explains a lot. A man who's much younger than him. Yeah, weird. Hey, the world works in mysterious ways. Um... 
he uh, attended school as relatively normal. He described his family as conservative, Midwestern, and Methodist. It's interesting he coming from a conservative family. Um, he served from 1944 to 1946 as a U.S. Army writer for a military newspaper. Well, the year served. It was 1944. Served. Yeah, just for, I'm, I'm picturing some sort of active duty. And in right. the end, he's you know, typing up a couple of short paragraphs about something. But they were a... <laughs> What's for sale in the trading post? <laughs> but they were a compelling couple of paragraphs. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it, that, he didn't sacrifice his journalistic integrity. That took in the end of the war, right? Is that something? 44 to 46. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if he had anything to do with that. Did he kill Hitler? Look. Yeah, with his words. We can't confirm nor deny. Hitler read that in the bunker and was like, oh, I've got to go. Oh, this is so moving. I won't read anything better than this in my life. I've never ri- <laughs> written such awkward prose before. I mean, what is he getting at? <laughs> he just keeps talking about bonus. <laughs> And that was then that Hitler saw the writing on the wall. <laughs> Bonus. Bonus. Yeah. Um, he and uh, so he graduated from the University of Illinois with a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a double minor in Creative Writing and Art. He earned his degree in two and a half years and in uh, and graduated in 1949. After graduation, he took a semester of graduate courses in Sociology at Northwestern University, but dropped out soon after. So he's an educated guy. Psychology, creative arts, sociology. <laughs> I'll show you my sociology. Um, something he would say often. Wow. That's wow. a direct quote. And that's how really? he knocks six months off his degree. They yeah, went, yeah, yeah. Don't, bother, don't worry about the last semester. You're creeping us out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll mail it to you. Yeah. Please leave. <laughs> You've got the degree, mate. <laughs> In 1949... Hefner married North Northwestern University student Mildred or Millie Williams. Millie Williams. Millie Williams. That's yeah. pretty good. Mildred, no good. Millie, yeah. great. I was thinking, absolute shocker. That's an amazing step up. You've really flipped it, haven't you? <laughs> really flipped it. Millie, very good. Very, like very that a lot. Good. Um, they had two. Millie Van Willie. <laughs> Sorry, not worth it. Apology. <laughs> Probably not accepted. Never can be forgiven. Uh, Millie and Hef had two children. Their daughter, Christy, was born in 1952 and their son, David, was born in 1955. David, what year were you born? A classic. What year were you born, David? 1956. Oof, that was close. Yeah, I know. That was close. He was nearly my dad. I was going to say, you're the same age as my dad. You look great. Thanks. Dad has not aged well. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. Before the wedding, Mildred confessed that she had an affair while he was away in the army. And he called the admission, this is later in his life, the most devastating moment of my life. Uh, 2006E, True Hollywood Story profile on Hugh Hefner. Wow, Jess has done all the research this week. It's all, it's all of this E? It's all E. Click here for the latest Justin Timberlake outfit. No, I just I had to leave that in because I love E! True Hollywood Stories because it parodied so often on The Simpsons or every show, actually. Anyway, so... Uh, in, in a profile about Hef, a, um, he revealed that Mildred allowed him to have sex with other women out of guilt for her own infidelity and in the hope that it would preserve their marriage. Oh, that's not nice. That's she not created nice. a monster. But nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want Shady. I'm chopped liver. You set me up for that. He nodded so smugly when I did it. I've started this thing at work. I'm still confused by it, but anyway. 
Anytime there's five new people who've just started at work, and any time any of them say question, I go tell me what you think about me. I go and I do it every time. So now it's because they're like they do it on purpose. I was gonna say they never say the word question anymore, but if the they opposite. say if they say can I ask a question or I have a question doesn't bother me. But when they just start with question, I have to sing at them. I don't even like that song. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Is that by Scandalous? That no, that was, um, that was Destiny's Child. Oh, the other great uh, trio. Yes. The other great trio. Hmm. Oh, wait, are we one of the great trios? Yeah, we're the third great trio. We make up the great trio of trios. I'd fucking take that. Oh, my God, I'd the take that. The fourth great trio is the trio of dips, hummus. Uh-huh. Avocado, no. spicy capsule. What's wrong with you? Wow, Satsiki didn't even make the I was top three. Say, and I've, fuck and off I've dropped off avocado. <laughs> I meant guacamole for starters. Okay, true, good point. Avocado dip is no good. Have you ever looked at the at the ingredients? It's cream cheese, ninety five percent avocado, half a percent. Oh. it's a real dog of a product. <laughs> Not at all deserving to be in the Tzatziki, great though. trilogy. Should have been Tzatziki trilogy. in there. Yeah, tzatziki. You fucked that up. Well, I would have. If I knew how to say it, I definitely would have said sure. it. And tzatziki. spicy capsicum. Oh, spicy love, capsicum. love a spicy capsicum. Number one. Those are my top three. King. Yeah. God, we're good friends, we're aren't great. we? We're very good friends. <laughs> you can judge friendship based on it. what you put in your top tree of dips. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, I really like the olive one, oh, too. Yuck. Olive sucks. Really? No, I like olive, too, Dave. And also spicy North African. Oh, you're just such but a but wanker. I'll, I'll go with capsicum. Oh, you'd put up with it, would you? At our little dip party. Yeah, you I'll weren't invited to, but you turned up anyway. To be honest, if, if you're not into it, don't don't waste it don't on yourself, force mate. force it, yeah. That's, that's ours. There's only a small portion there, um, so please go home. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to tell myself to go on. Please do go on. Thank you. In January of 1952, Hefner left his job as a copywriter for Esquire after he was denied a $5 raise. <laughs> Fair. You stick to your guns. Do you think that's per week or just per year? Yeah. Just a one-off five... payment. Look, can I have... He just asked the boss, can I have $5 for a sandwich? No. They said no and he said, I fucking quit. But the boss actually said, oh, I actually don't have any cash on me. Uh, and he was about to be like... Oh, let's go out together and I'll pay for lunch. I'll put or, it on the card. Yeah, I'll pop it on the put card. An it's not fifty-two. I've got a card. Yeah, Diners Club was just invented. I'm cool. And then, Anything you want on the menu. Don't limit yourself to five. And then he quit on the spot because he was hot-headed, impulsive, but a savvy businessman. And I admire that. Dave, give him another point in the good list. He's got seven. Okay. No, but, nothing. Oh, maybe making guilting his wife into letting him have sex with other women. That's a minus. I don't know if he guilted her. I feel like she felt guilty and he took advantage oh, of her. Oh, she guilted guilt. herself. She guilted herself and he was like, well, the side effect of her guilt is me getting to have sex with babes. Wow, plus three. Yeah, okay. knowing what we know about him, um, I'm sure it had nothing to do with him <laughs> being a weird, yeah. manipulative dickhead. No, I think he was just trying to make her feel better. Yep. He was doing it for her. He didn't like it. What a good guy. He didn't want to do it. Ugh, I reckon maybe we should start the process of getting him canonized. Okay. As in, put into a cannon <laughs> and shoot his ashes out into the sp- into the space. No, that's <laughs> with the me. Space. Yeah, with that. No, Dave. Dave doesn't deserve that. No, we're going to shoot him into Dave's butt. Um, pack him in. Pack him in. <laughs> Wear the plastic trousers. <laughs> Man, I. Whenever we refer back to old episodes. 
without context, new listeners would find all of this very bewildering. That's episode 10. 10, bloody hell. That's so long ago, but it's still one of my favourites. If you haven't, go back, oh, do yourself a favour, find out, out what happens to your body. So good. That's, spoiler alert, your ass gets packed. <laughs> <laughs> With? Hugh Hefner's ashes. Anyway, um, so he he quits his job because he doesn't get an extra five dollars. And the next year, nineteen fifty three, he took out a mortgage and he got a bank loan of six hundred dollars and he raised eight thousand dollars from forty five investors, including a thousand dollars from his mother to launch Playboy. Huh. And he said about his mother's investment, not because she believed in the venture, but because she believed in her son. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. Is, it, is that from E Hollywood? It is from E. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> this just e- in: e Hugh Hefner's mother believes in son. <laughs> we'll good. tell you the top five reasons why Justin Timberlake's mother didn't believe in him. <laughs> right after this, <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> um, he formed HMH Publishing Corporation and recruited his friend Eldon Sellers to find investors. Great name. Um, originally, they were going to call the uh, magazine Stag Party. That's fun. Stag Party. That's what they call Bucks Parties in England, I think. Stag Party. Is it? Or is yeah, that in yeah, it's a st- like a stag do. Yeah. And in America, they're called... Bachelor Party? Bachelor Parties. <laughs> what amazing cultural range we have across <laughs> the countries. We in call them Bucks. In America, they call it Spring Break <laughs> for the final time. <laughs> That's what they call it. Okay. Wow. I'll be a, I'll be a tour guide to America. Okay, great. Oh, God, we're, we're in good hands. Um, the publishers of an unrelated men's adventure magazine, Stag, contacted Hefner and informed him that they would file suit to protect their trademark if he were to launch his magazine with that name. So Hefner and his wife, Millie, and their mate, Sellers, met to seek a new name, and they considered some of these options before they... Uh, before they uh, chose Playboy. So here's some other options it could have been. Top Hat. Love it. I don't mind Top Hat. Top Hat Hat Magazine. Stag Party, I reckon, would have definitely been a failure. Yeah. Top Hat? Top Hat. Top Top Hat could have been iconic, I reckon. What about Gentleman? (laughs) Gentleman. Not Gentleman. Gentleman. And is gentle, like, um, in italics, and man is just... Straight up. I'm not sure how Possibly in bold. the typography would have been, but here it's just written as gentleman. Well, E! News needs to do more research. <laughs> or Jess does. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sir. <laughs> Is it on it? Sir Magazine. Sir Magazine. Mm. Not bad. Go down the shops, pick me up a copy of Sir. I think Top Hat's winning for me. Pan. <laughs> Pan. Pan. Peter Pan. <laughs> Was that suggested by his secretary? Um, how about we name it after me? Pam. Pam. Oh, Pam. <laughs> no, Pam. No, my name's Pam. 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 You saying Pam or Pam? Should have named it Pam. I don't. Yeah. Pan. That's no good. Pam. That's that's what you you shovel rubbish into. <laughs> it's also what critics do when they don't like something. Oh yeah. Pan. They pan it. Yeah. It's critically panned. Yeah. They don't pan it, do they? Well, Jess has never been criticised, of course, but Matt and I many times have been panned I by know the all paps. about pan. Oh, we've been panned nah, that night must, and day. That must be awful. Ugh, yuck. I'm sorry, Jess. Ugh. You're near failure. Ugh. Any other options? Bachelor. Bachelor magazine. The Bachelor. Yeah, so he's gone it. from stag to... what? He's gone... What do people call stag parties? 
in our Bachelor. country. He should have called it Bucks. Bucks. And then they, and then Sellers was the one who suggested Playboy, and then they, they, then they were. Do oh, either of you know who the first centerfold was of Playboy magazine? Yes, Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. A very young Anna Kornikova. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do know who it is. Uh, is it Marilyn Monroe? Correct. Oh, That's it right. is. Oh, who is the... <coughs> born in the same year as he was. Anna oh. Kornikova. Yeah. Yeah. She looks really good. Actually, and was actually oh. quite good at tennis for her age in the 90s. Hmm. She was panned. Because she never won a title. Yeah, she never won Typical. a title. But she was also in her late 70s at the time. <laughs> so, quite successful. Yeah. People don't, people don't often mention that. <laughs> What I find funny is that the um, yeah so Marilyn was the first centerfold she was in the and she was on the cover of the first ever um, Playboy magazine. The picture that they used was originally taken for a calendar rather than for Playboy. It was just a picture that already existed, and they're like, "We'll have that. Put that in our magazine," which is weird because people already had the calendar. Yeah, but unlike now, you can't just Google any image. Like once that calendar's gone, they're like, "Once it's destroyed, just reuse that calendar." Because people throw out calendars too. They're not not like now where we keep them. Yeah. <laughs> Got old bloody box full of them at home. Ugh. I want to know <laughs> what burden. I was doing on that day. January fourth, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> what a great day! What was it? An iconic shot? I, I, I actually I didn't know it was Marilyn Monroe. That was I don't know why. Really, that's yeah, a guess. That was a guess. That was a great guess. Um, I hadn't seen it before, but it's a nude, so I don't think we probably would have seen all right. that many nudes of Marilyn. I've seen no. it. Alright, mate. Um, the one I'm thinking of is her getting the air blown up her. No, she's got too, way too many clothes on. Her dress. Air blown up her. Well. That sounded awful. Hefner chose what he deemed to be the sexiest image of Marilyn. And it was her. She was all stretched and she's got one arm up and she's on. Like, there's a velvet background and she's, her eyes are closed and her mouth's open. That's what he decided was wow, the sexiest. Wow, it sounds super hot. That oh. sounds very sexy. That's so gross. We should do. um. Uh, Side podcast. It's called just called Jess describes porno. <laughs> um, she's got her arm up. Yep, she looks happy. I guess her mouth's open because she's eating a big sandwich <laughs> and huge. she's getting food everywhere. It's quite a but Hugh. He was really into food, food porn, early food porn, and food porn early days was just porn with food. With food, yeah. Having a lasagna whilst yeah. uh, getting your baps out. <laughs> Baps being uh, small bread rolls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, of course, goes well with the lasagna. Delicious. Yeah. You've got to have some bread on the side. <laughs> I, want, I did. I, I used to do this community TV show in the mornings, and I knew you weren't allowed to swear on it. It was like a, on a youth network thing. And I once called, I said, get your baps out, because I was talking about when I went traveling mm. in, in France and on the beach. I'm like, yeah, everyone had their baps out. <laughs> And I got in. I got in trouble from the executive producer afterwards. Did you? I'm like, surely BAPS. Is... BAPS are fine. No, but apparently not. Uh oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> Hello, executive producer. Oh no. That executive producer was Evan Munro Smith. I was going to say, was <laughs> that producer the guy who's downstairs right now? He's also got that mad at you. We formed. We formed a a friendship that lasted through the years. That's beautiful. At work recently, on our like live chat thing, one of my colleagues said. Like, yeah, sorry, we've been a little bit slammed today and then got in trouble for using the word slammed because that can be sexual. What? I was like, in what universe? I've never said that. That's not what... Can't wait to go home and get slammed. <laughs> well, I've been did really you write slammed that, though? today. Did you write that back to the person? We're getting slammed today. You wrote back, can't wait to go home and get slammed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why the boss was like, it's uh, a bit weird. That could be why. <laughs> yeah, I would never have... <laughs> Thought about slammed. it like that. Slammed. It just means like I, I always thought of sort of like slammed against the desk. Oh no, it doesn't oh. help. 
<laughs> slammed against a wall. I mean, oh, no, working hard. You know, you're you're bent over, ha- ha- working hard, mm-hmm. groaning at the the bloody nose to the grindstone. Working. Working. Yeah. Working it. Working. Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys aren't allowed to fly Virgin, are you? As a company, because wait, the boss would panic. <laughs> no, that's what he wants. He doesn't want any slam, and he's happy with virgins. Oh, sorry, you can't fly hardcore sex airlines. Can't, can't do it. You can't, yeah. Sex air. Sex air. Anyway, back to Marilyn Monroe, nude. Oh god. Um, Having it... sex air blown up her. <laughs> sex air. What's the airline name? What I know, it? but like, what would sex air be? <laughs> if you're all out of jizzle. <laughs> Just air. <laughs> Oh, more lap. I reckon Hugh would have had that happen to him a few times. It's big dust. Puff of dust. <laughs> the later years, no doubt about that. What's that noise? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dusting. <laughs> All right, gross. I hate having this conversation with you guys. Ugh. <laughs> Great, we'll, we'll get Hugh in here to talk about it instead. I'm sorry that I did this. Better when a 94-year-old man talks about it. It's weird that this Hugh Hefner episode led to some gross sex talk. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? So they um, they promoted uh, Marilyn Centerfold very heavily, lots of promotion about it, um, and there was like lots of teasers in the market, and it made the new Playboy magazine a huge success. The first issue sold out in weeks. The known circulation was 53,991 copies were sold. Does that piss you off? That's a lot. Uh, very much so. I uh, Yes. What happened to the nine copies? <laughs> Just fucking sell some more. Or less. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. You're Jesus. open to compromise and I like I that. I'm very flexible. Um, the cover price was 50 cents. God, tell you what, please, boys. Um, copies of the first issue that are in mint or near mint condition sold for over five thousand dollars in two thousand and two. Five grand from fifty cents. That's pretty good, and that's fifteen years ago. Mm. Well, they only get rarer and rarer. What a markup! Here's a little fun fact. I've I've got some fun facts in here, but I've just dispersed them throughout the report. Why save them for the end? You can enjoy it all now. Hefner, who had never met Marilyn Monroe bought the crypt next to hers at the Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery in 1992 for $75,000. Oh, man, he's a... Never met her. Never met her. just wanted to be buried next to her. Buried next to her bones. Yuck. (laughs) Something weird about that. Surely you you want to... Something weird about everything. Well, she's probably dust now, and we know how much he loves a good old dust. He loves a dust. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So I've got a few, um, a few uh, kind of. I suppose this is a bit about Playboy and a little bit about Hugh. Um, Dave, uh, you said about. Did you say about Dave? What did you say there? It's a bit about Playboy and a bit about Hugh. You're talking to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Fuck you. The regret face. I reckon that would have worked better if you'd said about me. No, about Hugh. Yeah, that yeah. would have worked better. See how Dave's better at jokes? You were looking at Dave, that's all. You said um, about Hugh and you were looking at Dave over there. I should have picked up on that because I have a friend at work whose name is Hugh and I make those jokes to him all the time. I think you've already made that joke you've in this episode. You know, you've talked about it. 
Hugh on this pod before. <laughs> yeah, you have. Right? And at the time, yeah, you night, said you used it in a lot of sentences. Yeah, and, and then, then used <laughs> one. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> think of one. <laughs> and then you go, I hate you. <gasps> I hate Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do have fun, don't we? Um, uh, there was a, a science fiction uh, short story written by Charles Beaumont. And it was called The Crooked Man. And it was rejected by Esquire magazine in 1955. But Hefner agreed to publish the story in Playboy. The story highlighted straight men being persecuted in a world where homosexuality was the norm. After the magazine received angry letters, Hefner wrote a response to criticism where he said, if it was wrong to, pers- if it was wrong to persecute heterosexuals in a homosexual society, then the reverse was wrong too. It's weird. He's like a very liberal person. He's like kind of ahead of the times with a lot of the stuff that he does. And then every now and then you're just like, oh, that's not such a bad... Oh, yuck, he's so gross. Oh, he's still in the positive for me. Okay, that's interesting. We lost one for the Maryland crypt thing. That's a bit weird. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, I mean, a bit, I, I, don't, I don't mark him down too crazily for that. It's just knowing that he... Like, I just read this article recently that was... Painted him pretty negatively. There's a but lot I will say that, that come out. It's not just Marilyn that's buried in that area. There's like dozens of no, no, really. No, no, It's just a hill, <laughs> and she's buried on top, and it was nice and peaceful. And then he was like, "I'm coming on in next year, toots." That is untrue. There are dozens of celebs, and it's you know really famous people are buried there. Who, who else? Like Frankie Muniz. <laughs> is Frankie Muniz buried there? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, no. He's in the middle um, between his two brothers. R.I.P. Frankie Muniz. <laughs> you just get that? God, I'm slow today. People like Dean Martin, like, you know, really... He's the guy with Dean Kane. Is he there as well? <laughs> Dean Kane, yeah, the original. The original. <laughs> the best <laughs> Superman. The best Superman. <laughs> and best Ripley's Believe It or Not host we've ever had. Wow, that's a big call. Huge a call. A big, big call. That was a huge, huge call. call. <laughs> okay, well, let's see how you feel about this. I don't really... Um, understand. In 1970, Hugh Hefner stated that militant feminists are unalterably opposed to the romantic boy-girl society that Playboy promotes and ordered a hit piece in his magazine against them. So now he's against feminists. Yeah. Which is fair because they probably don't really like what he does. True. Hmm. Militant feminists. Militant feminists. And they don't like the boy-girl. What don't they like? They don't like the romantic boy-girl society that Playboy promotes. Playboy's all about romance, you guys. Oh. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of people miss. Yeah. Is it's about romance and treating women as objects. It's very romantically gross. <laughs> and that's nice. I think so. Yep. Ooh. Um, in 1959, this will surprise you, Hugh Hefner and his wife Millie got divorced. Really? I know. She wasn't letting him sleep with enough women on the side. It's weird, Out of isn't it? guilt. Very strange. Oh. He remade himself as a man about town, a lifestyle he promoted in his magazine and two TV shows that he hosted, Playboy's Penthouse and Playboy After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when the uh, After Dark episode, that's when they um they really get adult. None of that yeah. PC. That's PC, when they have PG. The, the night vision. <laughs> you know how they always had Big Brother after uh, Big Brother up late. Yeah, and they, I oh. watched a lot of that. Did you? I had a I had a phone that the deal was like a, they had Big Brother just streamed live twenty four hours a day on it, mm. and I I would watch that going to sleep sometimes. It's just what. What am I doing with my life? That was now, like, I can't think of you... anything that would put you to sleep quicker than watching people. No, I mean, that house. was kind of the idea, but you'd just be like, I don't know, it was mesmerizing. 
I was in uni days. I had no real, no real thing to get up for in the morning, apart from you know a higher education. Um, but which often, we're putting to use. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, My word. Yeah. Anyway, so now he's a man about town. Um, he admitted to being involved. Do you understand what I'm saying when I say involved? Maybe when you finish the sentence. Involved. <laughs> I think I know what she means. With maybe 11 Student theater. <laughs> out of 12 months worth of playmates during some of these years. Imagine being the one who doesn't get fucked <laughs> by you. But also... <laughs> What's wrong with me? Hugh, come on. Imagine. Seriously, Hugh, you I'm know great. all the others. I'm good enough, good enough for the cover, Hugh. That annoys me a lot too because 11. Just do one more. Just do one. one or more. one less. <sighs> Take August off. Have you ever heard um, humans be measured in months before? Yeah, it's nice. Isn't <laughs> Twelve it? months of women. Months worth. Months worth. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I boned a bloody months worth of women last oh. night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that made my skin crawl. I didn't like that at all. Thank you. Oh, I think I'm starting to understand what you meant by involved. <laughs> oh. In. in. Oh, in. Is he still? Involver. <laughs> Very good. Has, is he still with Millie? No, they just got divorced. Yeah. Do pay attention, Matthew. I yeah, no, I caught that. Yeah, look, I mean, you were, I, yeah, it's a tricky one, right? People are all out of bone, right? Yeah. Ugh. But eleven out of twelve months worth of playmates. It's a yeah, that's a that's a probably not a good sign. Not great. That he's probably using his power in kind of full on ways. Maybe I don't know. In um, 1971, he established a second residence in Los Angeles with the acquisition of the Playboy Mansion, and in 1975, moved there permanently from Chicago. Just so lucky that he happened to buy a house that was already called the Playboy Mansion. It's so convenient. It's like when we buy the Dugo on Palace. Palace with, and we decided that the O's have little grottos in them. Yeah, which is a very hef. Yeah, and we get a grotto each too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And we get 11 out of 12 months each. That was before. <laughs> Did, had you ever thought, like, because I, I never really thought much about him either way. I just knew he was an iconic guy. Mm. I never thought, but it was only after he died that um, started seeing that. I, I don't know. Maybe in my um, my particular online bubble that I existed. Yeah. It was a lot of negativity. I wonder if other people don't feel that way. I'm not sure. Well, I did see a lot of people praising him. I will say, right, in okay. other news, for yeah. what yeah. though? For being progressive for yeah. the for his time. That's what I. Re- that's the way some people framed it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of articles have come out that are kind of like... He was really trapping in the... Yeah. You know how he had three three person. girlfriends at a time? And they they weren't allowed to leave. He had seven at one point. Right. Which and that, I will talk about. And he sort of guilted them into having sex with him and stuff like that. Some of these stories have come out, so... They had, like, allowances and they had to have, um, like, breast implants and... It was really, it's quite gross. Look, I'm going to put that a couple in the negative there. Interesting. Just a, just a couple. Interesting. In uh, 1985, he had a minor stroke at the age of 59. All right, back in the positive. After re-evaluating his lifestyle. Positive. He made several changes. I'm waiting to hear what they are before I... The wild all-night parties were toned down significantly. And in 1988, his daughter Christy took over the operation of the Playboy Empire. Oh, Mr. Daddy's proud. <laughs> Oh. Nepotism. <laughs> the following year, he married Playmate of the Year, Kimberly Conrad. They were 36 years apart in age. Nothing wrong with that. Age is just a number. I think, is it she y- younger than his actual daughter? Probably. Yeah, you didn't mention if she was older or younger. 36 years different. He's... <laughs> 
<laughs> she's she's older. She's right. four hundred years old. No, she's thirty six years younger. And they had two sons, Marston Glenn, after his middle name and his father. Oh. Marston Glenn and Cooper Bradford. So they oh. were born in nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety one, so they're our age. No one got Lucius. No one got Lucius. The second one was good. The first one was the worst of both worlds. Marston Glenn. Yeah, no good. Marston Hefner. Ugh. Cooper Hefner. What's well, that? What's like Marston for short? Marty. 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 Cooper. You is... really have to do some pretty big augmentation of that name. Mm. Augmentation means make bigger, doesn't it, Dave? That doesn't make sense at all. All right, great. Um, but Hugh would be happy if you augmented things. He would. He's very happy. Big, with that. big on the augmentation. He loves an augmentation, mm. or he did. God rest his soul. So, according to a source that I haven't. E news. <laughs> A true Hollywood story. Uh, they noted that the notorious Playboy Mansion was then transformed into a family-friendly homestead. After he and Conrad separated in 1998, she moved into a house next door to the mansion. So she had her own mini mansion next door. Oh. Convenient. Oh, that's a nice... So obviously that split was pretty all right? Yeah, it seems to be. I think so. How about his first wife? Who knows where she is? There I think she also lived on the property. Really? Oh. In a small house. So he looks after his wife. For the rest of her days, I believe. So he's, okay. Assuming they're allowed to leave. Well. Just collecting women. Oh, yuck. That's what it sort of sounds like. Yeah. Hey, he's collecting 11 out of 12 women. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> Thank you. He, um, he became known for an ever-changing uh, lineup of young women who lived and hung out in the Playboy Mansion, including twins Sandy and Mandy Bentley. Um, he dated as many as seven women at once at one point, but then he was like, "Ugh, it gets too catty. <clears throat> it gets too competitive when you have seven of them. Let's max out at three. So for a long time, uh, he had um, three girlfriends. They were in the the show that was it was called Girls Next Door, but I'm pretty sure here it was called Girls of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, I'm pretty, I used to watch a few episodes. Of I that. watched it all the time. It was very popular, wasn't it? Yeah. So you had Holly, Bridget, and Kendra, and they were so different. Those three. Good heavens. Holly always called um, Hef Baby Puffin, which was weird, but she would say it like, Baby Puffin, and I hated her. I hated her so much. Puffins are the birds whose beaks fall off. Do their beaks fall off or their Mm, dicks fall off? I might have made that up. Their beaks don't fall off. Dave? They're definitely birds. Okay, great. (laughs) You nailed that part. Um, So, yeah, there was that that series also on E uh, about their life at the Playboy Mansion. Which seemed fun, I guess. Wow, what was happening in that episode? (laughs) Something in the grotto, I reckon. Yeah, something's getting a bit... Grotto. The word is so good. Grotto. Grotto. What a grotto. But it's it's such a nice thing. Like, a grotto is beautiful. Beautiful grotto. The word grotto. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Anyway, um, in October of 2008, all three of those girls, uh, Holly, Bridget and Kendra, all decided to leave the mansion. (sighs) Oh. And after an 11-year separation, Hefner filed for divorce from Conrad, citing irreconcilable differences. So he's just had a string of girlfriends living at the house with him while still technically married. And they found that hard to reconcile over. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, he stated that he only remained nominally married to her for the sake of the children, and his youngest child had just turned 18. <laughs> his but kid, 11 years. This kid walks in on him with seven girls, and he's like, don't worry, Conrad, I'm married to your mum. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's still scarring. 
On December 24, 2010, he became engaged to Crystal Harris, who was going to become his third wife. She broke off their engagement on the 14th of June, 2011, five days before their planned wedding. In oh, a- you're not going to get a refund on that. In anticipation of the wedding, the July issue of Playboy, which reached store shelves and customers' homes within a few days of the wedding, featured Harris on the cover and in the photo spread as well. And the headline on the cover read, Introducing America's Princess, Mrs. Crystal Hefner. Oh, did they have time to pull it? But no. So that- I bet some people had time to pull it. <laughs> Yeah, most people that subscribed to Playboy did not even notice the headline. They got back together and were married, I think, uh, a couple of years later in 2014. So so they did get married. They did get married. So they so they just reprint that issue? I don't know. Does anyone buy Playboy? So people, that, that's still a magazine that's a physical magazine? Who buys any magazines now? I don't understand. Yeah, you see them. Yeah, where do you see them? At the airport yeah, magazines. Yeah. You're not buying Playboy to read on the plane, are you? No, that'd be a bold move, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop strangers f- from talking to you, though. Yeah, that's true. Just slap down a copy of Playboy. Yeah, slapped it. Slap it down. And up and down. Absolutely slammed this <laughs> issue of Playboy. <laughs> In January of 2016, so just last year, the Playboy Mansion was put on the market for $200 million on the condition that Hugh Hefner would continue to work and live in the mansion. Later that year, it was sold to Darren Metropolis, who was a principal at a private equity firm, for $100 million. so half. That's a good discount. <laughs> yeah, and he planned to, to connect the Playboy Mansion property with a neighbouring estate that he'd also purchased and just have this giant three-acre compound of his own. Yeah, is he like the son of a Greek billionaire, I think? Possibly. So they're worth a lot. They're worth a lot. So, but he wouldn't he wouldn't get access to it. So Hefner just wanted. To, did he hit financial trouble, Hef? Yeah. Right, because no one's buying his magazine anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I was wrong before when I said they got married in twenty fourteen. They got, they got married like the next year after they broke up. So they sort of had a tiff in two thousand eleven. They got married in twenty twelve. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and... Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit so I wanted to talk a little bit as well about um, Playboy because I just sort of went straight into the man, the myth, the legend. But what is Playboy? That's a very good question. Dave, what is Playboy? What is Stag Party? <laughs> exactly. What is Stag Party? So I want to talk a little bit about Playboy itself um, and its rise and fall and then I'll, I'll wrap up a little bit too. It'll rise again at the end though, right? <laughs> uh in a way. With Viagra. Thank you. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I was. I thought Dave was going to do it, and he didn't, and he made me. So thank you very much, he Dave. He made you do it. 
Yeah, he made me dirty. He made you rise and fall. Yep. He nah. roofed me with a Viagra. <laughs> and I've been, buddy, rock hard mentally for hours. <laughs> Dave, you stimulate me. <laughs> mentally. Mentally. That's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, anyway, so Playboy. Obviously notable for its centerfolds of nudes and semi-nude. Matt, have you ever bought a Playboy magazine? No. Because neither have I. It feels like, you know, something that like the tough 14-year-old, you know, when you're 13 or something, the tough kid comes to school with a Playboy magazine or something. That they found in the bushes. Yeah, but who, who's actually buying, whoever bought them? Yeah. I think, I think it was dad's. Maybe dads. Oh, horny dads. Oh. I think it was horny dads. <laughs> the only <laughs> yeah. times I ever heard about it was like kids going, they found their found dad's, their dad's stash. stash of. Actually, yeah. there was one kid at school, but maybe it was Hustler or something. He found his dad's stash of pornos. Yuck. And now it seems like, don't touch that. Yeah. It's <laughs> Stay away. Funny. That's real weird. Oh, dad. Oh. Yuck. Anyway. Dads. Dads. <laughs> dads can't wank, all right? New rule. Yeah. No wanking dads. I think it's a very good rule. No wanking dads. I think that's a very good rule. Dads out there. <laughs> if you're a dad. Do as Dave says. Hand off it. <laughs> Get off it, no. I know there are people out there who do use our podcast as stimulation. <laughs> they love a little mental stimuli. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, facts. No, I just listened to the podcast for the articles. <laughs> just their voices are so yeah. soothing. But if you're a dad, do as I do, not as I say. No, the other way around. Do as I say, not as I do. Do no, you wa- wank to podcasts? As a dad, yes. As a dad. As a dad. Too. As a busy dad. <laughs> I like to multitask. I have to wank on the go. <laughs> <laughs> on buses and trains at my cubicle. At the employment office because I got fired <laughs> for wanking at the cubicle. You can wank in a toilet cubicle, but not an office cubicle. This world is very hard to understand. <laughs> What's the difference? Even wanking in a toilet cubicle at work is probably inappropriate, I reckon. Is it? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Why do you always go to the John? Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Ugh. Um. Playboy played an important role in the sexual revolution and remains one of the best, uh, the world's best-known brands, having grown into Playboy Enterprises Incorporated with a presence in nearly every medium. Was it a violent revolution? Yeah. How many people lost their heads? Explosive, in a way. <laughs> I hated myself for that one. Guillotine the prudes! <laughs> In addition to the flagship magazine of the United States, special nation-specific versions of Playboy are published worldwide. I'm sure I've seen a Playboy magazine with a girl in an Australian flag bikini, so that makes sense. Yeah, she goes, too right. <laughs> On your cobber. On your cobber. Check out these baps. <laughs> you ogling me... Ogling me baps. You ogling me baps. Yeah, good on you. All right. The magazine has a long history of publishing short stories by notable novelists such as Arthur C. Clarke, Ian Fleming, Roald Dahl, and Margaret Atwood. <laughs> I like that Roald Dahl's been published in Playboy. I love that a lot. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory looks at some bats. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also um, like lots of quite famous cartoonists. I mean, I didn't recognise any of their names. but I've got a golden dinger. I've got a golden dinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thing is such a, a funny and awful word. 
Good on it. Good on it. Playboy featured monthly interviews of notable public figures such as artists, architects, economists, composers, conductors, film directors, journalists, novelists, playwrights, religious figures, politicians, athletes, and race car drivers. Wow. (laughs) You want it, yeah. Boobs, boobs. Oh, an article with with an interview with the Pope. Yeah. Oh. oh, Nelson Mandela's free now. Oh. Can you imagine being at a um like a press conference or something quite serious? And it was like oh, Jess Perkins, Playboy magazine. <laughs> and Playboy magazine. Um, do you plan to get your baps out or should I leave? <laughs> we have a photographer here who's got a huge erection. <laughs> Must become numb to it, right? A Playboy photographer. Surely. I would, it would be all that business, you know, like, no, nah, not the right photo, move a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's about, it's about art for them. They're artists. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, after uh, a year-long removal of most nude photos in Playboy magazine, the March-April 2017 issue brought back nudity. <laughs> they, they yeah, I remember there was a big announcement where they said, we're frontal. getting rid of nudity. Getting rid of full frontal nudity. So was it still no bikini-clad women? Or? Yeah, they still weren't. No, but they could be nude, but from the side. Oh. It's interesting, I guess, because they must be like, what's the what's the point of us now in the internet age? Exactly right. That so was sort like, of the argument, that that any sex act is available. Right? That's it, like one, one of the um, chief executives was saying, like, you can Google anything and, and look at it. So we're more about we're more about the articles now. I love how we explain Google. You can Google anything and look at. Like someone had just it. explained it to the CEO. Um, sorry, boss. I've I've got to show you something. This is how Google works. Oh my god, we'll be ruined. <laughs> what happens after you've Googled it though? Don't, as long as people don't look at it. No, that's that's what happens. Then they can look at it. Oh, oh no, no, we're ruined. How many people know about this? In um in June two thousand and nine, the magazine reduced its publication schedule to eleven issues per year. <laughs> so Hugh was like, "I could just take the month off." <laughs> yeah, they combined July and August. He's doing eleven out of eleven. Ugh. And then, due to significant losses in the company's value, down from one billion in the year two thousand to eighty four million in two thousand and nine. Whoa! Yeah, that's a big drop. It's a ninety two percent drop. I hope he sold at the top there. The Playboy publishing empire was up for sale for $300 million. In December 2009, they further reduced the publication schedule to 10 issues per year with a combined January-February issue. Oh, you would have loved that. 10 is fine. 10 wanks a year is enough. <laughs> I'm being very reasonable. Wow. What's a very economical with your wanks? <laughs> you got to... One pair magazine. you got to time them right. Now give it back. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, in October of 2015, what we touched on before, ugh, touched on, gross, Playboy announced that starting with their March of 2016... You've become very prudish. <laughs> I You can't say anything without your boss coming in being like a kind of that kind of language around here. <sighs> because this has made me... Ugh. Yeah, well, if only there was someone to blame yeah. for this topic. This was... All right, well, uh, good call. Um... The Playboy CEO, Scott Flanders, he acknowledged that the magazine's inability to compete with freely available internet porn and nudity was the reason that they stopped full frontal nudity in their magazine. And now he says, this is what he actually said, you're now one click away from every sex act, um, sex act imaginable for free. And so it's just passe at this juncture. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, so they redesigned... Playboy, however, they'd still feature Playmate of the Month and pictures of women, but they'd be rated as not appropriate for children under 13. Um, this didn't affect PlaybojPlus.com, 
which features nudity at a paid subscription, of course. Um, and and then they, the, um, Josh Horowitz of Quartz um, argued that the motivation for the decision to remove nudity from the magazine was to give Playboy licensing a less deviant image in India and China where the brand is a really popular item on apparel. So they're like, if we seem less dirty to that market, we can sell more merch. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's pretty clever. Because, yeah, that bunny um, symbol is pretty iconic. Yeah. If if not for just like personalised number plates and fluffy mirror accoutrements. accoutrements. <laughs> That's not the right use of that word, is it? So then in Feb of 2017, they dropped, uh, the, they um, brought back nudity and admitted that the dropping of the nudity had been a mistake. <laughs> what a thing to admit. This is so good though. The announcement was made by the company's chief creative officer on Twitter with the hashtag, hashtag naked is normal. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Wow. Thanks for that. It's also just been introduced to how Twitter works. Yeah. Hashtag. Okay, how about um, Naked is Normal? Don't check if it's been used before. <laughs> I like it. It's catchy. A um, few little fun facts here for you. The best-selling Playboy edition was the November of 1972 edition, which sold 7,161,561 copies. That's Pamela amazing. Pamela Anderson. A quarter of all American college men were buying or subscribing to the magazine every month. I'm was it because sure. of an icon? No, so it's not the peak. It was just the peak of... Yeah. Peak of it being a legitimate thing to do. Yeah, and this is really fun. In 1970, Playboy became the first gentleman's magazine to be printed in Braille. <laughs> I love the I love the euphemisms, gentleman's magazine. Yeah, not oh, such a gentleman's magazine. Like all, like top hat, all those things they're trying to do. It's for it's gentlemen. A, oh, it's a gentleman. You know, it's a very classy sort of affair. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, we just have uh, Marilyn Monroe showing her baps. You know, it's very. <laughs> Very uh, delicate Ugh. sort of, uh, you know, it's not a, not anyone, no scummy, scummy boys could be in here. No, 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 no. This is very, very, very uh, classy. Uh, <laughs> Our baps are worth millions. Um, I'm smoking a cigar right now. Yeah, that's right. And a pipe at the same time. So Jess is going to let me keep going. And uh, she she is quite, uh, quite a fan of sort of letting me dig a hole <laughs> and... Uh, Trying to test, she's really trying to test me out here, and I think I'm uh, definitely making uh, making her regret letting me go because I will just keep talking, and uh, she will eventually come in, I assume, <laughs> and bail me out. This is a real, uh, real uh, game of chicken we've got on our hands. Anyway, now. so we mentioned the uh, the logo, the Playboy logo, the the bunny. You mentioned that just before, Matt. Um, the uh, mascot, which is a stylized silhouette of a rabbit wearing a tuxedo bow tie. Very classy. Very classy. And nothing bunny. else. <laughs> nothing else. Baps on display. <laughs> was created by Playboy art director Art Paul. His name's Art Paul. Fuck, that's cool. If his name was Art Porn, it'd be even more impressive. So much um, it was actually just, he created it for the second issue just as an end note, but it was adopted as the official logo and has appeared ever since. And it was a running cool. joke in the magazine that... It, um, uh, a running joke in the magazine involves hiding the logo somewhere in the cover art or photography. <laughs> what a fun joke. That is a fun. That is funny too. Fun and funny. Hefner said he chose the rabbit for its humorous sexual connotation because the image was <laughs> frisky and playful. It's very frisky. <laughs> it was a frisky bunny. <laughs> and a gentleman. Oh, in, a, in a tuxedo. Mm. I hate what I was doing there. Um, I, uh, I read an article... 
that was originally published in 2011. It was republished after Hef had died, and this this writer Camilla Long did not hold back, and I loved it the way that she talked about uh, about Hefner. So she went into the Playboy Mansion and was just like, "It's now what was probably you know the 70s and even through the 80s, this place of like glamorous big parties and." Like just like like drugs and alcohol and all sorts of like parties. It's now just looking really worn and old and decrepit and gross. And I I've got I've, similar to yeah. Well, I've got I want to I want to read a, a part of this for you that um, talks about Hugh. It says Hef's suddenly filthy asides are one of his least cozy attributes. One minute he's all rock pools and mermaids, the next it's old Mr. Sticky Fingers. Posing quietly for photographs with me, he asks whether it's polite that he should be sitting when I'm standing. Not out of courtesy, as it turns out, but because otherwise, he bellows to the entire crew, I'll be staring at her tits. Creepy old man. And this is only five years ago, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Then he laughs like a donkey. And when I edge onto the topic of sex, he instantly suggests, you're looking for an invitation, aren't you? before telling me my notes will get soggy in the jacuzzi. Oh, he just sounds like someone who's trying to play this character and it's really oh, yuck. It's just... Like, you want me to be that sex craze guy from the 70s? Okay, I'll still try that in my late 80s. Yeah. No, Hef, yuck. No, stop it. In fact, he leaps on any innuendo with demonic hunger, like a kind of sexual metal detector, always on the prowl for a pulse. He loves telling me the greatest number of people he's slept with at the same time is 12. So much for the special emotional connection he keeps going on about. And makes it clear if he weren't settling down with Crystal, he'd happily have a crack at her best friend, Anna, (laughs) before he was married. So why is he settling down with Crystal? Out of pity, hilariously. And this is a quote. Because she, you know, deserves it, he chortles. She deserves to be my widow. What an honour. What an absolute privilege. I don't know what to make of that. Hugh Hefner died in his home in Holmby Hills, Los Angeles, on September 27, uh, 2017. Ah, 17, 27. That's hard to say. At the age of 91. Before his death, he'd planned for a cremation and for his ashes to be interred at Westwood Memorial Park in Los Angeles in the crypt beside Marilyn Monroe. Hefner told the Los Angeles Times in 2009, spending eternity next to Marilyn is an opportunity too sweet to pass up. Oh, I hope you're enjoying it, Hef. Hope you're enjoying it, you creepy old fuck. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he certainly... Uh, he was uh, in the positives until that last three really? paragraphs. and That's what got you. Uh, yeah, just seems like, He just seems like a caricature. I'm sorry to have done a, that to us. And a gross one. <laughs> but, and, um, I mean, it's still... An in- Love him or hate him, an incredible life. Yeah. It does, like, it always, I think people who just live in a weird fantasy land for a long time just lose track of reality, seemingly, and just become real weirdos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty... Not to give him excuses, but I think, yeah, he just would not have known what real life was. Mm. Yeah. Especially after all those drug parties. Oh, so gross. Like, amazingly, lived to be in his mid nineties. Ninety one. Oh, was it ninety one? Ninety one. And he was just always in his little silk PJs. Because I think he's the same same age as my grandma, and that's what always made me freak out. You know, so and the Queen then. The same. Yep, same age as and the Queen. And my grandpa. Which is like so weird. And David Attenborough, and you're like, wow. So many good people. 
the Queen, our grandparents. And David Attenborough. <laughs> and Hugh Hefner. Anyway, so yeah, that's the end of my report about Hugh Hefner. And that's bummed me out a little bit because he's kind of gross. I think we should now spend some time thanking some people who are definitely not gross, who are awesome, lovely people. How does that's that right. All the people that uh, support the show. Thank you very much for your report, by the way, Jess. I thought that was that very was good. Very thank good you. Report. Hey. Enjoyable. Thank you. I, lo- I think anything uh, that is heavily leaning on the e-news as a source <laughs> is going to be good quality. And anything that makes the reporter go, ugh, frequently. <laughs> yeah. That's a good report. Which <laughs> both, the report did that, so did Dave, and so did I, and yourself. It yeah. was... I grossed myself mm-hmm. out. Ah, we all learn. I mean, look forward to hearing the top five reasons why Justin Timberlake's marriage may not be what it seems. <laughs> Who wants to kick it off with our, uh, our oh, Patreon? That's right. We'd like to thank the people that support us over at patreon.com slash do go on pod. Basically, if you support, if you love the show, you listen every week and you want to chip in uh, to keep us going, you can head over to our Patreon page. And uh, for a little bit per month, you get some rewards uh, in exchange, including uh, a bonus episode that we do every month if you support a certain tier. And we also like to thank uh, a couple of people each by name at the end of the episode. And Matt has got a couple of names yeah, on the tip of his tongue. And I was thinking, Dave, you're very good at. Um Giving uh, giving little titles to people or whatever, and I think maybe maybe this week you could give everyone a porn name. Oh, I was yeah, I was thinking <laughs> even like a, a miss and the the month. Oh the yeah, porn great. name's better. Is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, we'll we'll give it a go. How well? I've just got two of the raddest names you'll come across. I'd love to thank from California, which is also where the L- second uh, palace was, mm-hmm. the Playboy Mansion. Mansion, mm-hmm. sorry. Victor Quinteros. Ooh. It's got to be Dictor. Oh, great. Perfect. Oh, Dicta. Sorry, Victor. Fi- five dicks. Because it's Quinn. <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> Vicky five dicks. <laughs> what about Dicky five dicks? Dicky five dicks. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> Dicky five dicks, which is actually a sixth dick. <laughs> what about five-finger dick count? It's like the mm. five-finger... Nah. Dick count. Nope. Stop. It's like five finger discount. Oh, I, oh okay. I didn't even get where you were going. <laughs> Jess and I were just thinking, are you making up a phrase? Oh, Jess, well, Jess stop. isn't very smart and she like, she takes that out on me sometimes with real, real negative blocks. Real negative blocks. Oh, who's, who's up next in our porno? Nick Figueroa. <laughs> Dick Figueroa. <Yeah. laughs> Dick Figueroa. Good laugh on that one from Jess. Fingaro, fingaro, fingaro. That's fun. Matt, have a go. If da- if da- just the, uh, I'm going to whisper him to Dave and then I'll, we'll get a laugh out of Jess for a very similar joke. <laughs> um, and he's from New Jersey. New Jersey. So thank you so much, Nick and Victor. Dickie Dick and Dickie. Dickie and Dickie. Dave, do you want to thank some peeps? I would like to thank from Essex. <laughs> Emphasis on sex there. Yeah, got it. We've got Jordan Elmer. Jordan Elmer. Jordan Elmer. Oh, what are you going to do with this one? Uh, well, how about you, Matt? Do you want to crack? There's no one. I, I would not put myself through the indignity of, uh, of of trying to riff with Jess in the room. <laughs> I'm ready to uh, shoot you down though, Jess. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say. What did I do? No. Stop. Stop. Okay, no, I didn't do that. You do that. (laughs) You do that every week. And it always makes me feel like shit. Can we um, talk about this off the podcast, please? No. I'm just going to stick with Essex. Yeah. It's very good. Very good. Uh, And uh, from uh, Liverpool. Uh Like a grotto. Matt's uh, favourite accent. Ben Whittingham. 
Okay. Shittingham. <laughs> ben Shittingham. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Ten Shittingham. <laughs> Ten Dick Shittingham. Okay. <laughs> hey, this, there's, that's there's a por- that's different a genres. That's different true. genres of porno. Very niche. Very porn, niche. That one. But hey, where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sorry. Um, okay, thank you to Ben. Thank you, Ben, and thank, thank you, you to ben. Jordan. Thanks, Ben and Jordan. Two uh, English people supporting the show. It's amazing. Good support from England. Thank I you. I had a couple of Americans. Look at that. Um, I've got yes. two Australians. Ah, huh. very good. How so cute the, is Oli- that? the Olympics of podcast thanks. Well, from West Wodonga. <laughs> well, there you go, right? Oh, there. yeah, yeah, good one. I was like, why is he laughing? <laughs> but as Matt said, I'm not very bright. Um, I, I, was, like I was being mean unnecessarily there, Jess. Of course, you're very bright. Can we be friends? I was just lashing out. I know. I'm sorry I said no. I didn't get it, and that made me feel vulnerable. And then I took that out on you, and that's not fair. I'm sorry about that. I'd really like to be your friend. Right. Can I have a chip that you just got? You just got some chips that that's I want a chip. Well I'd, like well to, I'd like to hear about the dong, please. From West Wadong, Lucas Goonan. <laughs> Poonan. Yeah, definitely didn't get that all through high school, did he? No. Poonan. Uh, right in, Lucas. Wodonga. I bet you never got Poonan. I bet you never Luke got Poonan. Luke asked Poonan. <laughs> Now we're just bullying. We're not even <laughs> we're not no. even having fun with our listeners. We're just picking on them. Thanks so much for supporting <laughs> us, you dickheads. Yeah, no, that's a good point. This is taking a nasty turn. No, change it up, Jess. He, give him a Mr. Something month. He's Mr. September, baby. Oh, yeah. That's where you that. want to be. That's when it's just starting sure. to turn to springtime. So you still got a little jacket on, but it's but you're warm. <laughs> Thanks, Poonan. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. And from Melville, Western Australia. I would love to thank Courtney Butters Kerr. But. Oh, yeah, okay, great. Butts in there. Courtney Butt. Who's <laughs> good? I will point out that most porn stars don't use a, uh, like a pun or a parody of their own name. True. <laughs> my parents will never find out my secret my secret career if I just change my name to David Pornicky. Or Jess Gherkins. <laughs> That's good. Or Matt Blewett. <laughs> I sure did. That's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. But thank you, Courtney. Courtney and Lucas, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who listens and supports the show. It means a lot to us. Uh, thank you. And before we go, the last thing to say is if you uh, uh, you, you like the show, maybe you listen every week, but you uh, right now can't afford to chip in with the show, that's cool. There's two, We already love you for listening to the show, but there's two ways you can support the show. One is to tell a friend or several friends that may or may not already listen to other podcasts. Give us a recommendation because that always gets new listeners in. We always have people say, hey, my friend recommended you and uh, now I've listened to 50 episodes in two days, <laughs> which is <laughs> always uh, terrifying. Uh, the other way you can help us out is if you, even if you're not an iTunes uh, user all the time, if you rate us on iTunes, it's the way that most people discover podcasts and the more ratings we get in a week, the higher we go up on the charts, especially if it's a good high rating, five stars, that kind of thing. And then even more people can discover the show. So you always hear podcasts banging on about iTunes reviews. It actually does help. And it only takes about a minute. So if you want to help us out, it'd be awesome. Yeah, do that. So good. I love uh, reading those. I haven't done that in a while. I should go on and have a read. It is nice, especially the nice ones, I will say. Interesting. Interesting you make that point. Uh, you don't like the bad ones. I like them all, but especially the nice especially ones. Especially the nice That's ones. A better way to do it, There's yeah. one where people sneak in like a, a pun or a... a, a some sort of reference to an episode in the title. That always makes me laugh because other people are reading it going, what the hell does that mean? Mm. But we get it. And you'll find out eventually if you keep listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So thanks so much for listening, guys. You can always get in contact via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod for all those mediums. Uh, the email, 
is dogoonpod at gmail.com. And any of those uh, platforms, you can get in contact and suggest a topic. So uh, just like the Playboy Mansion and Hugh Hefner was suggested, we can uh, maybe do your topic if you get in contact. Mm. But next week, is, is it the best uh, reporter on the pod next week? Pornicky himself? It is Pornicky. I wasn't going to uh, arrogantly say, do you mean me? Because I knew it was me who was doing a report, but I didn't want to... Well, no, but Dave, we've pu- very publicly said you're the best reporter. Many, many times. Thank you very much. Well, I've already put it to a Patreon vote, and I know what I'm going to report on. Oh, I didn't know until yesterday. It's... <laughs> That's the difference, Dave. It's That's a, the he's Pornicky not, difference. He's not even going to wait till someone dies. He's just going to choose someone. <laughs> What if I told you that there is already a few deaths in next week's episode? But you'll have to uh, tune in next week to find out. But until then, I'll say thanks for listening and goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Listen. 